Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. This story shows how desperate people are to get together and have a party. They will literally, it seems, look for any reason to celebrate. The event was for a woman living near Cincinnati named Samantha Harvey. It had been planned to take place at Rick's Tavern and Grill. That is, until Rick got wind of it. The Facebook event showed some 17 people attending with another 26 interested in heading down to Rick's to drink it up and then send Samantha off, drinking one last time before she went to prison. She's scheduled to be sentenced a week from tomorrow and could get 78 months in jail, ironically for causing a crash while drunk that sent two, two teenage girls to the hospital with serious injuries. Until Rick found out about it. That's right. Then he was like, not here, you're not. not. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, today is National Margarita Day. Did you know yeah. that, Cliff? Huh? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Got to thinking about that. Yeah. If you swig tequila from yeah. a bottle... Mm-hmm. People tend to think you're trashy. But if you Agreed. drink 10 margaritas, everybody goes, oh, look at that. They're being <laughs> festive over there. Is that not right? No, that's absolutely right. Something else, Cliff, about National Margarita Day. Yeah, what's that? Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. I'm telling you, the man did not waste away in Margaritaville. If anything, he's gotten a little chubbier since his first visit, <laughs> if you've seen him lately. Have you seen him? I have not seen him lately, no. Yeah, well... He's not wasting away by no means. He's like the rest of us. Weed investigators and scientific researchers getting ready to look into a problem that's baffling some people all along the eastern seaboard of Canada. In fact, the Quebec Dairy Board says they're going to head up the look-see into what's going on because the future of the dairy industry is at stake. It seems many people are complaining that their butter is a lot harder than it used to be. Now, food microbiologists already know that whatever you put in feed for dairy cows will end up in their milk and milk products. And they suspect it's coming from palm oil that some use as a feed additive. Others say, let's not churn up that debate just yet. That stuff is expensive and it's used only in limited amounts. And besides, dairy farmers have been using it for two decades. So if that were the cause, it would have showed up long ago. Others are saying, well... That how hard butter is, is actually really out of the farmer's hands. Hard processing, working it harder, makes for hard butter. And then there's the calmer voice of the dairy debate saying that there's been really actual, no, no actual scientific measurement of how hard it actually is. Just anecdotal evidence, people posting on social media. And besides, it's winter, and we live in Canada, where it's cold. And stuff is harder when it's cold, especially butter. Did you happen to catch the AP News at 7 o'clock this morning, and were you busy? Uh, I caught some of it, yes. Did you hear the story about the engine on the jet that blew apart in midair and pieces yes. fell all yeah, over I've people down I've actually below? been kind of following that on social media all weekend. So I tell you what, Cliff, I can't imagine sitting in a jet plane yeah. and the engine blows apart and catches on fire. I don't know what I would do. Would I be so mad as to why in the world did I have to fly and didn't drive? <laughs> or would you be there wanting to confess everything you've ever done? And should you list them all in order or just like a, you know, 
here's all of them. <laughs> I want to be forgiven for everything. <laughs> I don't know if you have to confess them in order. I, I, yeah, I don't know how that works specifically. I mean, I'm, you know, not a man in the cloth, so I don't know how that works. <laughs> Boy, you better talk fast, Cliff. After that, I don't know if I could handle that. I, that would, you know, uh, you know. Mm. I guess because of all the years I spent working in aviation and the fact that I am actually a licensed aircraft mechanic. I can say, yeah, there was there was a problem with one engine, but everything else on the airplane functioned like it was supposed to be, exactly. So how many engines does this plane have? Two. So it can easily fly with just one? It, it can fly back to the airport and make an emergency landing with one, absolutely, yes. I mean, they're not going to continue on over the Pacific to Hawaii with one engine, but it can go back to the airport and land safely, yes. Do those engines eventually go out? The fire and flames and all of that stuff. Well, the, I, I I saw the fire and I couldn't really tell you what it was that was burning, but I'm assuming, given the the the, the nature of the relatively small flames and the fact that they were being fanned by probably 150 mile an hour wind, they would go out eventually. Yeah. The the important parts were not burning though. I don't believe <laughs> the fuel lines. <laughs> well. See, there's where your expertise comes in, Cliff, because yeah. I think the engines are a very important part of the plane. <laughs> well, I mean, they are, but that's why they put more than one on. <laughs> they need a backup to the backup would make me happy. <laughs> you know that Duluth Trading Company, they've always got those uh, crazy underwear and yeah, yeah, commercials and all of that? Yep. I don't mm. know if the Duluth Trading Company has underwear for that kind of a plane <laughs> incident, Cliff. <laughs> I don't know. Here's something that's rather disturbing I stumbled upon this morning, Cliff. What's that? Well, we all know that it's very important to be a good friend, even if your motivations are, let's just say, very questionable. There's a new okay. study out of Oklahoma State University that says the main reason that drives us to be a good friend with somebody is yeah. jealousy. That's the <laughs> only reason. Yes, we're jealous that they might like some other friend better than us, so we step up our game by being nicer and nicer and nicer to them, not really caring anything. We're just jealous they won't choose us. Is that not sad? <laughs> it is sad, actually. It's it very sad. But when you think about it, Cliff, it kind of makes yeah. a little bit of sense, don't you think? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like, was that the name of that book about using your influence or something to win over people? I mean, basically, that's what it is. You just want to win. That's all. That's it, yes. You yeah. don't really care about them so much, is I don't <laughs> want you picking somebody else besides me. <laughs> Cliff? Yes? I read this morning that um, this rover that's up on Mars is extremely important because uh, scientists are saying the first step to finding intelligent life on other planets would mm -hmm. be if we could find some water on the planet Mars. Yes. Now, I don't really know how all of that works, and I've never been to Florida in my lifetime. Yeah. But looking at a map of Florida, <laughs> it appears that it has a lot of water around it. Yeah. And given the things that we talk about on a regular basis, probably not all that much intelligent life down there That's now, is there? That's what I was thinking, yes. <laughs> Though I've never been there to discover that. <laughs> we, the community of Warm Springs, Oregon, brings us what's likely a morning roadshow record that could never be broken. Police there say they got a call Friday about a hit-and-run crash near a truck stop in Madras, with the driver reportedly heading towards Warm Springs. Officers were then on the lookout when the vehicle with obvious damage entered city limits and dude was quickly pulled over. 
but right after coming to a stop, the driver accelerated and tried to flee, making it only about a half a mile before crashing into a concrete barrier. The cops had no doubt the man was driving under the influence. The question was only how much influence. But when he got the test, test givers had to make sure the machine was calibrated properly, and then they took him right down to the hospital for medical observation because the unidentified man tested at .77, or nine times the legal limit. I didn't think that was possible, Cliff. I didn't either. <laughs> and still somewhat functioning. Uh, yeah, I mean, he he was alert. He knew which pedal was the gas pedal, clearly. <laughs> we were talking earlier about the airplane and the engine that blew up on that yeah. jet, and that mm -hmm. got me to thinking about aliens and my uh, quandary that I have with aliens if they ever come to visit us. I'm undecided what to do until I saw this story from 60 years ago. What's that? You see, Cliff, I've always thought that if I saw an alien spaceship landing in my yard, yeah, I would not go out and visit. I would not go out <laughs> well, you wouldn't, and huh? say, welcome to Earth and all of that stuff. Yeah. I would be like really silently still hoping they wouldn't, you know, come around <laughs> and mess with me. Okay. But the story from 60 years ago today, yeah. a chicken farmer in Wisconsin swore to mm -hmm. the news that a UFO came to his place. He went out to investigate. They hovered above him. Yeah. And dropped pancakes to him. Now, that would, <laughs> that would be a game changer right there, Cliff. If aliens served pancakes, count yeah. me in on that one. Now, if they're serving much anything else, you know, I don't want the probing stuff and all of that. <laughs> but would you not go out for pancakes, Cliff? Oh, sure. I mean, that sounds like a we come in peace gift. Especially if they had some bacon to go along with that. Oh. Oh. Bacon, pancakes and bacon. Do you think and they, then, would... you know, the maple, the maple syrup rains from the sky. <laughs> yeah, maybe they got another shoot there on their uh, UFO. Right. They opened up Cliff, and it just drips out. You know, the best, the best syrup you've ever had in your life. Wow. Yes. Here's Kelsey Ballerini, <laughs> hole in the ball. If, um, and it's yeah. happening to me right now. My yeah. left nostril is tickling, and I mean really bad, like way up in there. Okay. Does that mean that I'm about to come into some money? Is that what no. that is? The tickling I, no, I, of the nostril? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh. There's, I don't know what it means, but I'm pretty sure it's not that you're about to come into money. But it could be. You're not sure, right? There's something that tickles <laughs> on you, and you're supposed to be coming into money. Isn't that your palm? I think you're right. I think you're exactly yeah. right, Cliff. <laughs> I'm going to goggle. Goggle. I'm going to Google left I'm nostril. Gonna I'm going to goggle. I'm going to goggle. <laughs> I'm going to goggle left nostril. Well, Francie Smith, good morning to you. Good morning. How are you today? I am doing fine and great, and thank you for asking. You know, the last time, Francie, that you and I spoke to each other, I was wearing a dress, and that probably happens to you a lot, doesn't it? Well, you know, it, and it was a beautiful dress. It was quite quite fetching it, it was it was oh. a little fetching well ouch francie i know that this is the time of the season for wow. the polar plunge what's going on this year with the polar plunge i know there's some different rules and stuff 
There sure is, and, and it is this weekend, and, and I want to get that word out to everybody that we are still having a plunge, and it is this weekend, but we have a lot of safety protocols in place. Um, we're requiring everybody to wear a mask. Um, there is a health um, and safety type check-in when you get there. Um, other than that, um, plunge times which sounds kind of odd, but we have like um, seven different groups of plungers coming in. So that way we can space out the times that people are arriving. Um, If you haven't had a chance to sign up, there's still time. And um, if you're not uh, comfortable with signing up online, you can always give me a call and uh, we can talk about it. And remind everybody listening, Francie, what what is the Polar Plunge actually for? What does it benefit? That, that's right. And the Polar Plunge benefits Special Olympics Indiana. Um, this is our largest fundraiser of the year, very important for our county programs. Um, and we have lots of programs out there that are participating. Um, we've got Posey coming in, um, Dubois, Gibson, um, all coming over to uh, Prize Creek Park to plunge. Francie, I've got a question for you. Okay, I'm ready. Well, last year when Cliff and I and Walter, our good friend, and his family showed up at the Polar Plunge in Petersburg at Pride Creek, there were a lot of people there, and I mean a bunch of people, and they were having a great time dressed in outfits that, you know, to be honest, some of them probably shouldn't have been out of the house in, but that's okay. (laughs) Oh, oh, like the one you were in. Kind of like the one I was in, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh And everybody was having a great time, and everybody was up on top of each other having fun, and, of course, that was before the pandemic, and I know right now a little bit leery, some folks are, of getting together in a large number of group of people. So if somebody says, hey, I want to give a donation to the Special Olympics, but I don't want to show up, what can they do? Well, we do have a virtual event, and it is completely virtual. So um, this uh, it's kind of our Earn Your Wings program. It's, it's branded a little different, but still fun. Um, and this would have been the perfect time because one of the things, they, they want you to, like, make a snow angel. Oh, it would have been great for right now. But there's still a little snow out there, so you can do that. Dress up like an angel. It's anything you want to do and, and put that hashtag on there. Um, it is it, uh, just a fun virtual way to support Special Olympics. There, there is the, the same, um, like, there's a $25 registration fee on this one because every thing is virtual. We're going to mail you any incentives that you receive. So, um uh, it, it's a it's a fun way to support Special Olympics. Cliff, I saw this over the weekend. What's that? Archaeologists in yeah. Egypt, they're always digging up something there. Yeah, it and never stops. They found an ancient brewery that's thousands and thousands of years old. That's how a, long mankind has been drinking. A brewery? Yes. Wow. Still intact. Now, hmm. that got me to thinking. Okay. When it comes to booze and guys... Yeah. I've seen a lot of stuff happening, and I'm thinking, Yeah. don't know if this is true history or not, but I'm thinking that King Tut and some of his buddies went out, and King Tut had too much to drink, and he passes out. <laughs> now, his okay. buddies are thinking, hey, let's do the old, let's put some hieroglyphics on his face trick. But yeah. one guy there is like, you know, we got all these bandages and we got all this gauze. Let's play a trick on him. Let's just wrap him up in it and see if he can get out. <laughs> it's time now for Take It to the Bank. Yep. I mentioned Hoppin' Gator, Cliff, and you said yes, you'd man. never heard that. I had no idea what you were talking about. I didn't either, but this is what it is. Okay. You know, Gatorade was invented by a doctor, and that same doctor decided to create an alcoholic mix of his lemon-lime-flavored Gatorade 
and beer. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no. Called the Hoppin' Gator back in 1969. Yeah. And it crashed and tanked so badly, but by 1972 yeah. they went, well, this wasn't a good idea, and the Hoppin' Gator was dead. <laughs> Cliff, was there anything said today? Phrases of the day start with number three. Everybody is up on top of each other having fun. I don't remember that experience at all at the Polar Plunge, quite frankly. I mean, it was fun, but, you know, and cold. Number two, don't want the probing. No one wants the probing. No. No. <laughs> but sometimes it can't be helped. That's exactly right. Sometimes the probing is required. The number one morning roadshow phrase for today, I don't know if the Duluth Trading Company has underwear for that. Well, I don't think they do, Cliff. <laughs> no, I've you're seen probably a, right. I've seen a lot of the reds. I haven't seen that one before. <laughs> no. For when the uh, engine blows up on an airplane <laughs> and you're in it. The easy, clean underwear. Oh. There's yet to be invented. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Woo. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.